Oh man, welcome back to the gray space. And we got another good one for you guys today. Yes, yes, yes. Make sure you subscribe to become part of the tribe. Do us right. Hit that like and comment if you are rocking with the content. Now, we definitely got a special guest in the building. Mm-hmm. As we always say, he's the most recent. So he's the most special. Goddamn right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our guest today is no secret to the culture of Arizona hip hop. From the legendary group Writers Guild, which we've had the luxury of sitting down with most of the group, to being on some grown man-ish now and extending his horizons into lifestyle, fitness, and now radio. His new yeah. upcoming show on Icon Radio, A Penny for Your Thoughts, is set to bring discussion about the true elements of emceeing and hip-hop overall, which is something we're going to dive heavily into, and it's a show that's much needed. We've got a hip-hop purist, true bar spitter, dope MC, and so much more. We've got... Penny, the great in the building. What's up, Penny? Hey, What's hey. up? But that was an incredible intro. Oh, man. Bro, I appreciate <laughs> that, yeah, man. Man, I need to put that on the song or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, it's good to be with y'all, man. Yeah, oh, man. man. Yeah. Thanks I for coming through. I appreciate the love, too. I appreciate the love. Yeah, Definitely. man. Definitely. And, and, you know, with you, man, it feels like you're, you're kind of the final Infinity Stone. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we, we've had Rand. We've okay. had Rock Knowledge. Okay. Uh, we've had Rocky. Yeah. We've had Dave. Yeah, those are my people. That's my, uh, that's we've my tribe. We've had D&3. Mm-hmm. That's my tribe. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. And, and, and then we got, you know, Metaphorical is going to come through uh, next month. So oh, yeah. we will definitely, like, we're getting all the Infinity Stones together. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That way you give them a good snap. That's there it. There you go. Snap. That's out. it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, man, appreciate you coming out to uh, SoCal, Arizona, as we yeah, call it. Yeah, for sure. Because sure. uh, you damn near in Los Angeles right now. Pretty much, Low man. Low-key. I mean, I thought I was driving to Cali yeah. coming out here. Yeah. You know Legit. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, speed, speed limit changes, gas prices changes. You yeah, know what they, what they went up a little bit, for sure, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, so, man, let's 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 just dive right into it, man. You, you've been a part of uh, the Arizona hip-hop scene for a very long time. Um, yeah, definitely. I don't think there's not few people who have been in this game that we've had the pleasure of talking to that your name hasn't come across mm-hmm. in some capacity or form. Um, so talk to us really about how you got into hip hop in general yeah. and the Arizona hip hop scene and yeah. how you came up, man. Um, well, initially I'm not from Arizona. Okay. I'm, I'm originally from New York. I'm from the Bronx. Okay. And, um, so for me, hip hop is just, that's just in my blood, bro. You know, yeah. like I grew up break dancing, doing graffiti, I never learned how to do any of that stuff either. It just came, just came naturally. Came. Yeah. So by the time I got out here, you know, like hip hop was pretty much my culture versus mm-hmm. like something I did. Like I wasn't like, I couldn't tell you the first time I did anything. It just was in me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But I never had, I never had the capacity to actually make music until I moved out here. I had okay. a lot of, had a lot of wild stuff going on as a youngster. So by the time I got here, you know, things started kind of evening out. My mind got a little bit stronger, so mm-hmm. that's when I, I started really taking it serious as far as like recording music. Okay, and as far as the the the, the hip hop the hip hop scene out here when I fir- when I first kind of got my feet wet out here is not like how it is today. Okay, and I think that um it where it's at now it's it's a beautiful thing compared to how man we was in the trenches back in the day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like we didn't have a lot of outlets. You know the, the right. internet has made things a, l- a little bit easier, mm-hmm. but we didn't have a lot of outlets back then. Okay. Um, Venues were were far in between when it came to actual hip hop shows. A lot of a lot of owners didn't like to have hip hop shows because mm-hmm. sometimes they brought like negative stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but yeah, man, I've been in the in the trenches for a while out here. 
So when, when did when did you when did you uh, transition from New York to to Phoenix? Um, I well in between coming to Phoenix, I I, I was in Texas for a little bit too. Okay, you know what I'm saying. And then I moved out here, and um, I, I probably got here in I want to say 2000, May of 2000 is when okay. I actually got out. Here. So I've been out here for a while. I um, had a kid out here, and um, I kind of made Arizona my home. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now it's easy to death. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easy yeah. To, I mean, I'm always going to be from the Bronx forever. I can't. I can't get rid of the accent or whatever. But yeah, for sure. It, it just. I'm easy to the to the core. Yeah. You know what I'm it's part of your DNA, man. Yeah, it's part you of know? my DNA, it man. Is. And yeah. I've seen it. I've seen that the culture cultivate. I put in my dudes in this in this scene out here too. So it's like it's a part of me now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 And and so so when you got here, did you? It was like. We just getting into hip hop, or how did that whole no, thing really not at start, all. bro? Not at all. For me, like I mean, I just like I just used to love freestyling. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like some people rap, I really like to rap. That's okay. just yeah, what yeah, it yeah. Is, you know what I'm saying. I rap. So like I used to go like I wasn't really thinking about becoming a rapper when I first came out here. It's just that the scene was like in a bubble, and I used to go out to Mill Ave all the time. My people yeah. would be on the corners battling. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I would serve everybody here, mm-hmm. and I did. I used to yeah. serve. That's how I got a name for myself, mm-hmm. and then um. There was um Urban A Z. Shout out to Urban A Z. Um yeah, I was man. I was when I when I first got here, uh one of my homies was like, Well, a guy that I met was like, Bro, you would be great doing promotions. So he kinda got me on with them and they had this street team where they just used to go out handing out flyers at all the clubs. Mm-hmm. And I kinda took advantage of that because I didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got to meet everybody. And then on top of the fact that I just was trying to battle everybody, it kind of I kind of just made a name for myself. Okay. And then Urban AZ had this show out here called The Shizzle. And I entered the battle. I battled like 30 dudes. Okay. And then it came at the end to me. I don't know. You guys know Blurry Eye? You know Blurry Eye? Mm-mm. Well, it came out to me and him at the end. And we tied and we had to go again. I ended up winning. So that's how everybody kind of knew who I was in a sense. But it, it wasn't like I, I tried to become a It just happened. You know what okay. I'm saying? Right. I just like to freestyle. And I'm like, shit, I can yeah, I'll murder these dudes. Yeah, and that's, and that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's back when you saying? really had to have... <laughs> The official freestyles on deck, like it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't like how it is now. now. Like the battle game is different now, which is cool. It's, it's an it's art dope. form. Yeah, I, yeah. it's an I'm art a form. Big fan of battle. I rap, think it's yeah. incredible. It's just that's what it is now. Back in the day, it was like we would just go off the top, top of, of the head. head. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Which is still, it, they kind of both serve their purpose. You For know what sure. I'm saying? Right. Because based on how music is and was now, back then, um, music was very lyrically heavy. Yes. Not that it's not now, but if you look at stuff that's that sells and stuff, you know, like it's just the way things it's are going. Vibes. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just vibes. Yeah, it's vibes. Yeah, that's all it is. So, yeah. uh, we've gotten this story um, from multiple people uh, throughout these interviews. I'm scared now. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no it's right? not, a, not, the, not this particular story, but I'm scared. Uh, the basically the uh, beginning of Writers Guild. I mean, we we've heard it from from every angle right and Mm -hmm. each one it's all similar right and it's all but everybody's Mm -hmm. truth is is a little different right yeah and nothing crazy but talk to us about um your your side of that and how you know how that all came about um man it's it's kind of like a a few different type of stories it it, it just didn't just happen right right. i'm saying so so there used to be a, a, a website out here called um Oh, what was it called, man? Uh, it was Arizona, Arizona Beats. Beats. Arizona, Arizona Beats. Beats, right? Uh-huh. So when I first started actually making music, I put out my first album in 2009. Mm-hmm. So around that time is when you had um, Urban AZ. It was, it was AZ Beats, and there was another one, 602 Streets. 602 Streets. I kind of missed the 602 Streets part. I knew it was it was available, and I had some friends that you know would be on there, but I never really posted on there. But then Arizona Beats came out, and like everybody would post their music. And then... um. 
it was like kind of like me, um, Mr. Miranda, Mega Ram, mm-hmm. Rocky Tyre. We, we we just were putting out music that sounded different than everybody else's. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of music back then kind of sounded like old school, like Cali music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not not to take away or disrespect anybody because I'm like I love everybody. Most most people in this scene. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, um, our music just really stood out, and a lot okay. of people used to say that. So then um, a lot of promoters would book us for the same show. So we were all just performing the same show. So it kind of gave us a little bit of a bond. Mm -hmm. And then um, we just started talking about like, man, we should like not necessarily make a rap group, but like we should like form a little squad. You know what I'm saying? So we had a meeting at my house and (laughs) somehow Rock Knowledge found out that we were doing this. I can't remember how how he found out that we were doing this, but he was like, I need to be involved somehow. Obviously he's not a rapper, but he was like, somehow in some capacity I need to be involved. So we invited him to the meeting and he actually came out with the name. He actually created the name, The the, Writer's Guild. Yeah, he did the track. Yeah, so right. like we were initially going to call ourselves like Voltron or something like that, which was corny, but like we just couldn't really come up with anything. And he was like, yo, we should be the Writers Guild. And then we all thought about it and we're like, that Dope. works. So yeah. as you can see, I created the logo, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, it just, it's been the Guild since then. And we, we, I mean, we've done a lot of things together, you know what I'm saying? I, I love those brothers to death, all of them. Yeah. To death. They're my brothers for life now at this point. Yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> Every everybody that we've talked to says you guys still even have like the thread, like your text thread, right? Like, oh yeah, to this day like we talk every single oh, day. Yeah, every single. The one thing, the only thing I could say, I wish we did is I wish we would, would actually came out with a writers' go album. You know what I'm saying? We never have done that, and we we may may. I mean, who knows? You know what I'm saying? But like, are we getting an exclusive right now? No, no, oh, no. Okay. Well, we put it like this. I'm gonna say it like this. We got a lot of music. Right. There's a yeah. lot of music we've created together. Mm-hmm. We just never put out an official Writers Guild album. Mm-hmm. We, we've all done our solo stuff, but like, um, that's one regret that I have. So f- in regards to that, is that we never actually put out a Guild project per se. And see, you know I, I, we've actually heard that from I want to say everybody. So yeah, <laughs> uh, we gonna manifest this. Yeah, year. that's you know that's what what I'm right here right? on the gra- yeah, Gray yeah. Space. We get the Writers Guild album. By the end of 2023, I manifest. I'm putting that in the air. I'm glad you said 2023 and not 2022. No, 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 so. no. Because for one, time moves too damn fast. Right, you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. we already in the what? In the sec? We in the second quarter? We're in the second yeah, quarter. Second we're in quarter. the second quarter. We're already done. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're already yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're done. Like so, yeah, we ain't got no time for that. We can start, you know, start back up in 2023. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Right, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. So, so, man, just, just talk to us, man, about those those early days and. Yeah, you know the club scene because oh, obviously, yeah. like you said, today it's like you have social media outlets. Yeah. You can you can use the tune cores exactly, um, and, and different uh, uh, publishing exactly, and different you know different avenues to get your music out yeah. independently. You know the, what I'm saying? The one thing that the one thing that has changed and has greatly been great is technology for sure. When I first started putting out music, right, and this is if you think about it in the grand scheme of time, 2009 is not a long time. It's not from mm-hmm. now. You know what I'm saying? And think about how much it would cost to shoot a quality video back then. Yeah, versus now, like you could literally buy your own camera. Mm-hmm for right. the amount that you would pay for somebody shooting your video mm-hmm. and go to the university of YouTube, learn how to use it and learn how to use the editing programs. And now you can shoot videos or even I your iPhones now. Yeah. Even, right. your iPhone. even your iPhone. Right. So like that has changed. Technology has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. So like from then to now, man, I, I don't want to say, I wish I had the tools back, but what I can say is that the kids now are lucky. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. if, and if you're trying to get into this music industry, your phone, what you have, what you have, right? There's so much you can do with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's unlimited, unlimited. Yeah. There used to be a time when you had 
an East Coast sound, a West Coast sound. Now it's all one sound because of the internet. Mm-hmm. I can't tell the artists apart from. This, I mean, this is half these do. I don't know where they're from. Half of them, you know what I'm saying? Right, unless, unless true. they really are distinctive, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's Every, certain there's certain yeah. people out there very distinctive, and you could tell, oh, he's from here. But for the most part, man, how people dress, it's all the same now. We're all yeah. one, you know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. because, like, the world was bigger back before the internet. You know what I'm saying? You had mm-hmm. the West Coast. They didn't really mix with the East, and it was a whole different sound. The South was a whole different sound. So. I and think, even the elements of the South too, because yeah. Atlanta had a different sound than Houston. Exactly. Yeah. Texas. You know Texas had, was its own world. It was its own world. When I lived in Texas, screw music was so big, but it was only in Texas, and it was right. crazy because like this was like the late '90s. You know what I'm saying? Like the, from I want to say '98, '97 to like maybe 2000, and like this is when like these guys are going platinum in Houston, not in Texas, in Houston. Right. Guys would put out CDs. And what they would do is they got they, I know they got in trouble for doing this stuff. So they would take like industry beats, rap over them, screw them, and put them on CDs right. and sell them. Right. So they used to sell them at all the mom and pop record stores in Texas. And I remember living in Colleen, all the screw music used to be in in, in the record stores. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they had to take them down, but they already made bread off of this. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And these guys were rich, like like Swisher House. DJ Screw, not necessarily DJ Screw because he ended up dying a little bit early, but the, the rappers that were involved with them, they were getting money. Like right. Little Slim Flip, Thugs. Slim Thug, yeah, yeah. Paul Wall, Paul all Walls, those guys. Yeah. And I had no idea Paul Wall was white until he actually got signed because I used to hear him mm. on these Screw tapes mm. and he sounded just like everybody else. Yeah. Pow Wow, did it, did So and I saw he was a white dude. I was like, oh shit, it's crazy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah, so it's like the culture is different in different places. You know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um even even at that time, you take some place like Virginia, you know what I'm saying? Virginia, D.C., they even had their own type of sound. They, they had really this, they had the go-go music and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was totally different than what people in New York was doing mm-hmm. and people in the South. So, like, it, it, the world is different now since then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I can't say if it's for better or for worse, but there's more ways and avenues to do things now. Yeah. I was just you know going to ask you that because I, I think it's kind of interesting because just because it's easier, does it mean – that you're going to be seen, you well, know, because the there's so much, here's, many here's people the out there. When things become easier, mm-hmm. sometimes it takes away from quality of things. Right. For sure. Yeah. So if you think about it, some of the music that we hold really dear to us, like classic music, it was really good because it was far in between. It, it was like you really had to be that good in order for labels to sign so you. Sign right. you. Right. Now, if you have millions of views, you've already done all the work for the label. So they're going to sign you because... This guy's proven that he can get he can he can get an audience. Yeah, he can get yeah. an audience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's about the audience, not necessarily about the music. You know what I'm Very saying? Because it's a business. That's, That's what happens when you have an changed. industry like hip hop going from a multi million dollar business to a multi billion dollar business. Dollars. Right. Yeah. I mean, then it becomes a business. You know what I'm saying? Right. Versus an art. So right. That's what happens. <laughs> do, do you miss, do you miss those days of like? Slapping CDs together oh, yeah. and hitting the streets and Absolutely. putting something in the trunk. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like music wise. There was nothing better for me as an just as a fan of music, not as an artist, but just a fan of music. Like on a Tuesday when you knew your uh, your album from your favorite artist was coming out, mm. ripping off the package, reading the credits. Oh, yeah. I remember back when albums had the words in there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember listening to like like mm-hmm. Nas, it was written album, and there would be stuff like, "What are you saying?" I look in the lyrics and I uh-huh. and I will see the genius. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I'd be mm-hmm. like, "Man, I, that I do miss." You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was a tangible thing with music. Like now, I couldn't tell you the last time I bought a CD or. Anything, you know? What yeah. I'm saying? Well, it's they don't streaming. even put they don't even put them in the cars no more. Wow. So I, have, I got a funny story, man. Yeah, like what do you put I this got, shit? At? I got this. I got a. Uh, my mom has a friend just bought a brand new Lincoln. This shit just happened. Just bought a brand new Lincoln. Older gentleman, right? 
he was mad for a whole 24 like hours. He never see the play because he didn't know. Now he he it was like eight months of him putting this Lincoln to his specs how he wanted it. Mm-hmm. He gets the damn Lincoln. It's a brand. It's a Lincoln. It's a nice. You know what I'm saying? Nice new whip. It had no CD player. He don't know how he's gonna play his music. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Good lord!" And I mean, she's like, "She's like, get Apple." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's like, "Get Apple." To be honest, it's more convenient now. It, it is. is. It's more convenient. Mm-hmm. It's less CDs. You gotta. So like, it's kind of like a double edged sword. We got convenience, mm-hmm. but if you think, I don't know if y'all ever do this. If if you ever get in a car that does have a CD player, right, and it also has streaming, mm-hmm. stream some music, right, listen to Spotify, mm-hmm. but then put a CD in, and there's a difference. The quality of the music on a CD is way better way than better. the compressed music you hear on the streamer site. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's one, and, and, and it hits you fast. So you're like, man, this sounds crispy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm mm-hmm. talking about like music from like the 90s. Mm-hmm. If I hear that same song on, on a stream, it's not going to sound like that. You know right. what I'm saying? It's just... The same yeah, thing yeah. with same thing with vinyl too, right? Yeah. Which is why vinyl's, vinyls had such a big resurgence yeah. is mm-hmm. because it's the sound, man. The, the, that sound is that, awesome. Yeah. It's all in the wavelengths, man. Yeah, and that's what it was sound, created man. for. That's mm-hmm. why the, that's why the damn vinyl was so big, so that they could fit the wavelength onto something that you could listen to. So it's crazy exactly. too. You go into pretty much any store like a Best Buy or uh, Barnes and Noble or whatever. All vinyl. There's vinyl everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. everywhere. It's yeah. so crazy well, how we were big. Just in Guitar Center, and they had Center, yeah. a, a, a small little vinyl area with mm-hmm. like yeah. that. They had Outcast. I want to say I they, had they had the uh, Chronic. You know what's funny? Yeah. Anywhere I see vinyl, I always see an Outcast album or or Outcast single. It'd be like the mm-hmm. singles. It'd be like the ATLs with the B side on it or whatever. Every yeah. time I see, a, every time I go to a record store, I always see that album. Mm. Outcast. Yeah. One of the okay. best. So you know, legendary. I mean, <laughs> what do you, what do you th- off subject a little bit? But speaking of Outcast. Um, Andre Three Stacks did a interview very recently, and basically said that he has a com- he hasn't come out with music because he's just really hasn't been in that creative space. Like he can't write, which is crazy to think about mm-hmm. a legend. Well, I think it's a few things with Andre too. Okay. I think man, Andre for one always been ahead, way ahead of his time. Yeah, you know way what I'm ahead. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know if y'all back in the day. To be honest, man, like. The ATL records and Equimini, that those those lyrics that he wrote on those records to me are some of the best mm-hmm. ever. Like mm-hmm. you got to think about who, who wrote that came from like a mind of a nineteen or twenty year old. Yeah. Right. So if you're at that if you're at that level at 20, mm-hmm. 19, as a human you grow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I think with him, man, if you can't have the impact that you had before, mm-hmm. it kind of takes mm-hmm. away from your creativity. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Because right no matter how much we all love Outkast. If they came out with an Outcast album tomorrow, it's not going to have the same impact that it had back in the day. Right. It's just not. That's you know Unless, I mean, I don't, I can't tell the future, but yeah. it would have to be something super spectacular happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's true. And I think that's the way he looks at things. Like, you know, the hip hop, the way the industry is now, it's like gear for the kids. Yeah. And he was like, the kids ain't going to be buying my stuff per mm-hmm. se. They're not going to be listening to me. But sometimes I think that that might not be true because I think Andre transcends a lot of that. For sure. Because oh, if you think yeah. about the young rappers, they always, he's always getting name dropped by everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just name dropped, dropped him on a record I did with Mega Ran. Okay. Not, yeah, in yeah, fact, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, man, no, actually, it was a record I did with Emmett Dupree. I didn't even put that out yet. I don't know if y'all know who Emmett Dupree oh, is. Oh, Emmett's I got, I got fire. A, I got a record with him that, that King we- King Emmett, yeah. man, he's fire, though. But I mentioned Andre in the, I mentioned Three Stacks in the record. So it's kind of like, Man, I have a lot of things to say about him. He's, he's pretty much one of my favorite rappers. Yeah, oh, so he's got yeah, he's got man. my favorite Probably. verse of all time. Which my one? favorite verse of all time, and it's not, and it's not even on one of his songs. Really, it's on a feature. Which song? With uh, Snoop and Devin the Dude. 
and it's called uh, "What a Job This Is." And whose who's, whose album is that on? Devin the Dudes it's on Devin's. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah, send it to me. He's got he. <laughs> so in this verse, it's one of my it's one of my favorite verses of all time. The song is about their job as rappers, uh-huh. right? And this is back in the early uh, LimeWire when wow. people were still in music. So they talk about that a little yeah. bit. And so he has this, he constructs his whole verse about how he does his song for the people, right? And then at the end of the verse, he says goodbye to the couple that he was just talking about. Oh, I know what verse you're talking about now. Ooh, yeah. Okay, no, you're good. You're yeah. good. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, genius. Hey, can you put this in your raps? I don't see why not. Oh, Devin yeah. is the dude. You're going to probably hear us talking about smoking. And I was like, Yo, that was because you listening to the yeah. story of you it. You know what's crazy? Andre's featured verses are just even from back in the day. If y'all remember on the on the the Goody, Goody Mouse first album, mm-hmm. that, that song, mm-hmm. um, what was it called? Um, Mind State. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Man, yo, the end of that, the, the beat goes off and he's still spitting. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then even on their second album, when he did the Black Ice verse, mm-hmm. like the stuff he was saying on there is just incredibly mind blowing. Yeah, you, you know, I mean. Genius, pure genius. genius. And, and how you yes. got to remember how young he was making these verses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your your mind grows as a man. You yeah, know what I'm saying? True. And you kind of get over things and things become old and juvenile for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure if that's the way he looks at rap, but I think he does. Because if bit. you think about it, by the time they came out with the, the love below it, he, didn't even, he wasn't even rapping no more. No. So that's what I'm saying. I think... Nigga was just that good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> he was just that good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm too good for this. You know what I'm no, saying? I'm so, out. Yeah. 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 That's true. Uh, yeah. Since, we're, since we're here, uh, what do you think of hip hop today? Like the state of hip hop? Do you think it's in a good spot or a weird spot? Not so good spot? Um, Not. It could be indie. It I'm going to be or, honest with you. I'm going to be or, honest with or, you. Or uh, actually like radio hip hop. To be honest, hip hop, in my opinion, has never really been in a good spot. And the only reason why we say that is because we get nostalgia for our time when we listen to old records, right? That bring okay. it takes us back to that time. Okay. Think about it. In the early 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Hip-hop was a rebellion type of art form. It was. Because mm-hmm. of all the shit that was going on. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that wasn't a good place for our people. Plus, the artists weren't making any money off their records. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know That's what I'm true. saying? Yep. Them guys are broke. Melly Mel and them guys don't got bread. You know what I'm saying? Right. So then after that, now you have the late 80s, early 90s, where you have like the um, the the um, Afrocentric type of hip hop, yep, yep. which was also rebellion because of racism. Yep, you know what I'm saying? For sure. So like, and then after that, the streets came in to hip hop. Right. So when has it really been good per se? It's Hip hop is, is whatever our culture is doing is what hip hop is doing, like most Def said. You know what I'm saying? So like, are we doing good as a culture? Mm. Not really. You know what mm. I'm saying? We had all these protests last year because cops still killing black people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Our culture is a representative of what's going on. In, I mean, our music is a representative of what's going on in our culture. So I don't really like the term of saying, is hip-hop good now? It never really was, man, because hip-hop is, is, is a rebellion culture okay. based on what's going on. And I love that answer. That's just how it is. That's I a love, great take. I love that. Great take. Now, that you, is... could, you could say, is the quality of the music better now and then? That's a different story, but is hip-hop in a good state? I mean, as our culture... No, never. Mm. I, I love you, and thank you for for yeah. that answer, man. Because I've asked that question yeah. quite a few times on on this show, yeah. just to different people who's been in music and stuff. And I I love your take. Thank you. Thank for you. Giving me that. that yeah, answer, it's just because I don't look at hip hop as just music. For me, it's it's a culture thing. It you yeah, know what I'm saying? For sure, like for sure. 
it's just what what you what it, what we are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and the culture ain't never really been that great. You know what I'm saying? You had the '90s, the crack era. The music represented that. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now you got the, the you trap got the, era. you got the trap era, and, yeah. and it, actually we're beyond the trap era now. We're in the not the drug dealer. We're in the drug user era. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. So yeah. it's like for sure. <laughs> When is it? When was it good? Yeah. You had the artists getting raped for their publishing back in the day, mm-hmm. and most of these guys come off the street and they had nothing anyway. Right, and they were basically mm-hmm. talking about their environment. Ray Melly Mel said, "Broken glass everywhere. People pissing on the corner, and they mm-hmm. just don't care." You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, was that good? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I mean, right. there's things like, look, there's a rose that grows through a concrete. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what hip hop is. It's the rose that came out of the concrete. When mm-hmm. you have people like, like in my in my opinion, you know what I'm saying? Like like black people, Afro Latinos in the urban that's in the urban society to me that's the people of God. Not to sound racist or nothing, but like yeah. we're the most persecuted. You know what I'm saying? Right. And what comes out of that? What came out of that? You know what I'm saying? A, a beautiful art form. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Even if you look at the graffiti, like in New York City, you know what I'm saying? Some of that stuff is beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's yeah. beautiful. And it's like it's the rose that came out of all that. You you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I can't really say hip hop was ever really good per se. Mm, <laughs> I can't. That's a great take. You know what that I'm saying? That is a good take. Yep, for sure. Going back to um, writing, um, have you have you found that over the years writing has become more and more difficult, or, or maybe more easy because you're you're more seasoned now? You know what I mean? Um, I, well, it's a little bit of both. For okay. me, for me, speak for me personally, man. Yeah. Writing, it's like a muscle. You just get better at it. What I'm saying, right? Like, I li- I listen to some of my music now versus the stuff I made when I was younger, and I'm like, man, I'm so much like just beyond it. Before I think I used to approach rap like, let me show you how good of a rapper I am. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just hitting you with stuff in my life, and I know how to rap, so I know how to put that into a way where you can it could be descriptive in your mind. You know what I'm saying? So okay. like, I think now it's not hard for me to write per se. Um, sometimes. My life is kind of crazy and it's hard to just get in a creative spot sometimes because okay. I got a lot of stuff going on. But nah, that making music, bro, like if, if it's kind of like it's like being a, it's like being a, like a basketball player. You know what I'm saying? Your shot. A lot of times your body breaks down, but your shot gets better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same, same concept. Point. Same concept. OK. I'm like, man. I'm gonna need you to start with all the fire answers, right? Oh. <laughs> I'm just an old soul, bro. That's yeah, what it is. No, 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 I love it, man. I love it. it. Appreciate it. Make me think about all kinds of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's let's get into um some of your your new endeavors that yeah. you're diving into. Um, and really want to dive into this because uh, uh, penny for your thoughts, man. This show yeah. um is gonna be on Icon Radio, one of the yes. number one um media outlets out here in Arizona. Yeah. Um. And I, I think it's legendary, man, for you hooking up with Blaze, hooking up with uh, with, with, with you know RTU, man, and, and and hooking up with Icon Radio, um, and being able to do this show because it's one of the pillars in the hip hop community. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's one of the yeah. forefathers of, of of this this game. You know, for yeah. a lot of these kids, man, you know, they're they're eating off what y'all did. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And for you to come in and have a show that's gonna Break down the real art of MCing and hip hop yeah. and beats and and intricacies for a nerd for a hip hop nerd mm-hmm. like myself who yeah. loves that type of stuff who loves double entendres who loves schemes and angles and blah blah. blah. I'm yeah. so excited for the show. So talk Man, to I us how that. this show came yeah. about. Yeah. 
well, how the icon thing happened and basically what the show's about. Yeah, definitely. First, shout out to John Blaze. You know what I'm saying? Shout John, out to John Blaze, Blaze really does look out for this culture, man. He does. You know what I'm saying? He he really is tapped in. You know what I'm saying? Um, he, you know, obviously as a DJ, you have a lot of music that you deal with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, for him, at the end of the day, he's a hip hop dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he had a conversation with me and he was like, you know, we don't really have an outlet for like real hip hop talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was like, you know, we have DJ shows, we have podcasts, whatever. He said, but the thing that's lacking is is the the real essence, you know what I'm saying, a real conversation about about the culture, about mm-hmm. music. And he was like, you know, I couldn't think about anybody better but you, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And I was I felt very Man, I felt very gracious when he when he approached me with that. You know what I'm saying? And it, and he was like, I don't know if, if this is something that you would want to do. I was like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hell yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? For me, I, I feel like, again, as somebody who's been around for a while and I pay my dues out here, now I have a responsibility. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for I some of that. these younger cats yeah. and, and for the culture in general. So, mm-hmm. like, what I want to do is I kind of, like, just want to break down. You know how, like, when you used to get in the car? When you were young, you put in a CD, you smoke a blunt, you listen to it, they're like, bro, this dude said this, 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 and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the type mm-hmm. of element I want to create. You know what I'm okay. saying? I want to take a song or a verse and break down everything that this person is saying. Mm-hmm. And even if I have a guest and we're talking about his music, I want to understand where your mind state was when you yeah. wrote this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the real shit right there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, at the end of the day, Hip hop, you know, said the lyrics, the the lyrics in hip hop, what we say has has power. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. even if I took a new song and did it or an old song, I want people to see to look at it and hear it from a different perspective. You know right. what I'm saying from, a, right. from somebody who who's an MC, but also somebody who you know what I'm saying who's tapped into the culture. To the culture, and it's not just about old music. You know what I'm saying. There's a lot of new stuff I listen to. Like, damn, this this dude said this, this, and that. Yeah. Like I just heard the record with Benny the Butcher and J Cole not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. God damn, yeah. Bro. Like something like that. Like I would break that down. Like, bro, he said this. Like, think about the meaning of what this brother said when he said this, this, and that. So, so like, you are going to do uh, like, yeah. like Benny the Butcher type stuff, yeah. is, or is it going to be more indie type? No, nah, uh, everybody, uh, every, everybody, everybody. Okay, from from Benny the Butcher to to Kirko Bangs to you know what I'm saying. Yeah, if yeah. There's something I'm feeling. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Because people make stuff. Like I can I can even take a Gucci Mane song. Some of the stuff he's saying, mm. I'm like, bro, he was killing this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like, yeah. It's bro, I'm a hip hop dude. So like for me, it's all like. I just want to take certain things that I really like and like that I think are genius and break those things down. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I'll take some, like we'll have like a day where we'll take classic records and do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I want to make sure that I also want to have guests on there who are on the same mode too. And I've already talked to some people and they're excited. I'm like, bro, I need to get oh. you on the show. You know what I'm saying? Oh. I need to get you on the show so we can break down some of your lyrics. Because like I said, a lot of people, sometimes some things go over people's heads. For sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I want to be able to capture that. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. there's some people that spit some shit. You know what I'm saying? In fact, like Rocky Tyrated, some of the stuff that he be saying, I be in the studio with him sometimes and I'm like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the crazy thing about him is like, he won't even write this shit. He'll just sit there and lay yeah, down on I the know. ground I know. with his eyes closed mm-hmm. and be like, all right, I'm ready. I know. The legend. <laughs> Like I've seen this happen mm-hmm. many times. Yeah. You know we've, what I'm saying? We've heard and the story. He was so nonchalant. Like, so we had him on the podcast uh, about a month ago or whatever. You, mm-hmm. he, he was so nonchalant about it. He'd be just. He, he just said, you know, I, I just walk in and, and I'm like, that's man, I, I, I don't know. I've heard some stories. That's what he you does. just lay on the ground. You get up. You, yeah. you spit some bars. That's crazy. He, I've known him for so long. He used to write. Okay. And when he wrote, I felt like it would hinder him. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I write. Sometimes I'll just come with some shit that I think of, but for me, writing, I really get my thoughts out. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because I'm, I, I feel like I have ADD sometimes, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like I need to get my thoughts out correctly. <laughs> so, like, um, 
with him, Brand, it just, I don't know, man. It Some people just, he's like a savant, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like a lyrical savant, and there's, yes. there's not too many people I know like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like, man, I, man, Rocky don't get his flowers out here that he deserves. No, man. And he people doesn't. know, and people know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just, man. Well, and it's pro- and it's probably because of that, right? Because when you are that skilled, it's like we don't even want to like fuck with dude. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like we know we can't even compete with you in that level. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And not even compete, but like, it's like, well, who does he rap with? Right? Like, who does he collab with? Us. And right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but outside of that, it's like. I think a lot of people just don't even want because they yeah, know what's going to happen. You know what, what's good though? The one thing I can say is like, if you're in a group with with someone like him and Mega Ram, like you you got to be on your p's and q's when you come in, when you when you dropping verses. Mm-hmm. And I like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, because I know I can't come with no bullshit if I'm on a mm-hmm. record with them. You know what I'm saying? I put out a song called "Take Them to the Ground" um a couple years ago, and um. Man, we killed that shit. And the first thing I thought of in my head is I got to try to murder these dudes as much as I can because I know how they going to come. You mm-hmm, know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the way I approached that record. And it came out great. It came out fantastic. Shout out to G1. G1 to the rescue for that. Fire. Yeah, so. Have you yeah. ever had to rewrite a verse? No. Because of something? Mm-hmm. Okay. Never. Absolutely not. Okay. I've no. had people have to rewrite this shit fucking with me. but Okay, yeah, okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, 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 no. As, as, as some, you know, I... You know that happens. It does, it does. happen. It you does. know what I'm saying. It does. So, but, but that's but that's good because you basically saying I don't like once. So once you once you wrote it, you like I know this shit. But the bro. thing is, I, I I would if I had to, if I needed okay. to. You know what I'm saying? It's not, I, I, I'm humble. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody really just just slaughters me, you also got to know your capabilities. If somebody is that good, you may just have to be like, you know what. I'm just gonna be strong in my verse, you know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> right. But like um, I know I, I did what I did on the. Yeah, on the, yeah. Okay. I just ain't mm-hmm. never been in that situation where I felt like I needed to. You know okay. what I'm saying? Now again, I'm just I'm just listening. Maybe other people matter. If, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like as far as me, I don't think I ever needed to. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Absolutely not. As far as the show goes, um, you're, you're gonna be breaking down verses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, is there any element of it that you're going to be breaking down like? Production. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm glad you brought that up because okay. I'm gonna have producers in there too. Okay. Fire. Oh nice. Because I love producers. I'm, I wish I could make beats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm definitely gonna do that too. Like, there's some like Jay Dilla beats. I'll just play the instrumental. You know what I'm saying? Be like, man, listen to this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, just listen to the the sample. Like, how the hell? You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm definitely gonna have. That's gonna be more of me having people in there because okay. I would rather them explain to me. The exactly process. the process, process you know what I'm saying yeah. of the yeah. chop like the, when you heard the sample what, what were you thinking what, what was or it? even mm-hmm. if somebody didn't use the sample if they just played you know what I'm saying so yeah. I'm definitely gonna have that I'm gonna have DJs too you know what I'm okay. saying nice. DJs too initially obviously it's gonna be more rap based because I'm a rapper but right. Right. but I'm gonna have everybody in there I might, I might even have b-boys in there too because okay. you know what I'm saying that's a part of my part of me as well so I'm gonna try to make it I'm gonna try yeah. to make it as 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 inclusive as possible for the culture you know what I'm saying I, and and because of that, I'm wondering this. Um, maybe even a possible is there a possibility that you would have maybe like a dope somebody that's kind of known out here, like engineer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, bro. Like yes. the Tony Chocks of the yeah. world. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like somebody that's not just a beat maker, but an yeah. actual producer. Because exactly. um, we were actually talking. We're gonna you know uh, we're gonna have a review out on this album real soon. But um, there's a new album with Wiz Khalifa, Big Crit, mm-hmm. and uh, Smoke Dizza, 
produced by Girl Talk, and it's yeah, I forget the name of the album. Full actually, got a, I got a record with Smoke Dizzy too. Matter of oh, fact, oh, do you? Fire. Yeah, that record actually um is it's getting played. It gets played on ninety eight point three every Sunday. I've noticed it so far. You okay, know what I'm saying. They haven't taken it off yet, so that's pretty cool. Dope. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I got a record with Smoke Dizzard. Shout Fire out to Smoke Dizzard. Yeah, yes. and, and so this album, man, was like the the thing with, that was dope about the album is the production was great. Like the production across the album is great, but it was so well engineered. Like the vocals were laid the right way. Like mm-hmm. that's how this, Drake records be. Drake records be so well engineered. Like when man, it's like, just so crispy that it trans like it transfers from your headphones to your phone to yeah. to your car to yeah. your sub system. That's really big too, man. Yeah. Engineering and quality, man, that's so big. And like I'm a I'm a stickler to that. That's the reason why I only deal with like certain people when it comes to recording my music. Like, yeah. like if somebody, hey, come to my studio, I'll be like, all right, cool, I'll come drop a verse. But for like my projects, there's only like two or three people I mess with. Mm-hmm. And one of them don't even live. He lives in LA. And that's just how like I'm a stickler for that. You know what I'm saying? Like a big stickler. I mean, in fact, I got an album it's not a Writer's Guild album, but I got an album with Mega Ram. And I can't go to a lot of details as to what it's about, but it's it's based on an anime that came out in the 80s. Okay. Right? So we got the whole album mastered by a guy named Joker in L.A. Okay. Because I think he's one of the greatest engineers that I know. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, like, I did. we went out there just to get that mastered. You know That's what I'm saying? Fire. And um, we're going to be putting that out pretty soon. We're just trying to figure out the marketing angle right now. You Was know that the little trip you guys took? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, one of them. Okay. The last yeah. one we did, it was crazy. But like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that engineering is, a man, that's, I'm definitely going to have people on the show to talk about that because it's part of the music that a lot, that doesn't get discussed that much. Yeah. It's and probably I, the most I'm important ex- part too. I'm excited because, yeah. you know, that kind of our background, that's how we kind of started. That's how we found each other basically is engineering, doing engineering work, yeah. you know, and going to school and all that kind of stuff. And man, and, when you hear something, you know, because uh, I always listen to music before I listen to lyrics. So always, it's always the beat first for me, always. And if it's, the beat is not good or it doesn't sound like that's true. That's engineered wise. Beat first too. It, I, I'm I'm gone, man. And I, and no rapper, but if you choose a whack beat, I'm like, yeah, man. man. And, and well, then, what, was, what was the knock on Nas for so long? Same thing, right? Then he Could got hit production. Boy. Then he got oh, hit boy. Yeah. Now he's making Grammy nominated <laughs> records. Right, right, you know what I'm saying? That goes to tell you. Oh, this, man. That is yes. the best damn decision ever musically he ever made because he put out three albums that to me are uh, three yes. classic hip hop albums. This the last bro. album, this last one that he came out with. Magic. 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 Bro, those first two songs. <sighs> yeah. Uh, uh, you can't um, even get um, through like uh, speechless and Joe Black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, I just dropped a. I haven't. It hasn't came out yet. But I did a one take on the Joe Black beat on Icon. I think it's coming out. It's supposed to come out yesterday. But it ain't put out. I think it's gonna come out next week. Same on, on the on the uh, indie Icon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I dropped a crazy, a crazy one take <laughs> crazy, on that. Crazy one. Me, nice. Joe Black. Oh man, it was like fifty bars, bro. I just blacked out on that. <laughs> Yo, you know that saying? beat is. That's un- what it is. It just goes, and then you just unreal. go. Dun, 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 right. dun, dun, oh my dun, god! Dun. And I was just going. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I, I forgot. Dude was filming me after a while. I was just going. You know what that's I'm saying? Right. But yeah, those first two songs just out the gate are just. Man, yeah, and Nas is my favorite rapper of all rappers. So, like for okay. these these last few albums for me have been so good. It yeah. is so great. It makes yeah. me feel it so is. good. You and, know I, and you saying? know what? Incredible. To, to yeah. that to that extent, that shows you, man. Like going back to like an Andre three thousand. Yeah, 
if you create timeless music, because there's we still got KD3 coming out this year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you create timeless music, Snoop is another example of that, where it's like yeah. Snoop just creates fire fucking you music, see, and, and man. That's, and I think, and here's the thing with Andre. He could be that, but Andre, I think, be thinking he too good to do that. You know what I'm saying? So like, because if Nas, these guys, these guys can make music for the rest of their lives, and people are still gonna fuck with their music. You know what I'm saying? Right. Anytime a Jay Z record drops, Nas record, Snoop, people are gonna check for it Mm -hmm. forever. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He could be in that in that realm. You know what I'm saying? Even Fat Joe, Fat Joe still comes out with relative. Relevant music, yeah, he and he's nowhere near as good as Andre. You know what no, I'm saying? But he makes he, he makes, makes relevant music, he makes and he sense, is man. a hit maker. He is a hit yeah. maker. And I and me and Joe from the same area, and I seen I remember Joe from Flow Joe. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. man, I never thought he would be where he the type of person he is now. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. because it's not just about music. It's not like when it comes to being like a successful artist, it's not just about how good you are musically. You got to know how to play the game. You got to know yeah. the business, mm-hmm. and that he knows the business. He you does. Know what I'm saying yeah. that I can say. So when does the show come out? When does it air? Is it on YouTube? So, is it going to be just audio? Yeah, so we haven't decided on the date to actually start putting okay. them out. So what we're doing, like this week, we're going to be making some more advertisements. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be learning more of the board that they have there. You know what I'm saying? Because right. um, I want to be able to be like efficient mm-hmm. at it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I do a lot of video work, too. So I want to make sure I'm able to film it the, the way I want to. Mm-hmm. So like, um, we got some kinks to work out. But we're going to actually have like a, a date within the next two weeks or so. You know Dope. what I'm saying? So, yeah. Dope. We'll be filming more than likely on Mondays. That's when we'll actually be filming the show. Okay. And nice. then it'll probably air. I, I don't know if it's going to air on the weekends or sometime during the week yet. We haven't worked that part out yet. Okay. Yeah. And are you going to be, are you guys looking to do weekly? Yeah. Okay. So, so it'll be once a week. I kind of want to do more, but first I got to get my feet wet first. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So I, yeah. I kind of want to take baby steps. I've mm-hmm. never done a show before. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. for me, it's, it's it's all new ground for me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I think, I, well, and I think as an artist, you understand the promotion part of it, and that's just really the biggest. Oh yeah. Once it's out, it's just like keep hitting the head. You got to keep on coming with yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah. why I got to make sure I got my ducks in the row, so that yeah. way I can make it consistent every single week. You know what I'm sure, saying? Because that's right. what this, this music, entertainment, it's all about consistency. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? The moment you you fall back, people don't think about it no more. People don't check for you no mm-hmm. more. So you just got to keep on hitting people with material, and um, I'm, that's that's my goal here is just to try to be real consistent with it every week. Okay. So yeah. speaking of you say you do some film work, yeah. you had the uh, luxury, uh, and, and I was just yeah luxury man to to hook up with Miranda and yeah. do the AZ Super Show. Yeah, yeah, that was right? fun. That was fun. Uh, talk to us about that, how that came about. Like, what was the phone call like? Yeah, and, and what what was the event like? So, um, Mr. Miranda obviously is my writer's guild brother. Mm-hmm. So, um, him and my other guy Jimmy. Yep, so um, Jimmy, Jimmy Nelson, yep. um, he, he's actually an incredible producer. Like he makes incredible beats. A lot yeah. of people don't even know that, yep. but he's an incredible producer. So he does all the film work for the, for his show. Yep. Mm-hmm. He couldn't make it that that day because he was filming a wedding. Okay. So so Dave called me. Was like, "Hey, bro, man, dude, would you mind filming this?" Now I've never filmed the show and never. So th- that was new for me too. Oh wow! So we went out there and did it, and then um, you know, I got all the footage. He came over to my house and we pretty much edited and put it all together and okay. it came out really good. Yeah, I had nice. a great time. I had a yeah, great I saw time. some of the, the yeah, whatever clips, you yeah. Yeah, yeah that you put on that so Instagram again. Oh. Um, he was doing another show where he was out on the scene and um, he hit me up again like, "Hey man, Trill's doing this this um oh, yeah, the yeah, fade, yeah. this faders event and he was like, um, Grand Grand Wizard Theodore is going to be there. You mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying I don't know if y'all know who Grand Theodore Wizard is, but he invented scratching. Yeah, uh-huh. so the dude's a, a legend and he's from the Bronx too. So we went out there. Um, we interviewed a few people. I don't know if he's put that sh- that episode out yet, but um, I like that one because it's a little bit shorter. And all the people there from my neighborhood, 
pretty much. No. You know what I'm saying? So no. we got some good interviews. So yeah. So now, you know, when Dave does a lot of these on scene things, I, I might start working with him as far as doing his film work. Mm-hmm. Um, which is totally fine. That's that's my brother. Yeah, that was my, my next brother question. for life. It was like, is that gonna turn into maybe? Something? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying whenever he needs me, you know what I'm saying, and I know he will again. So yeah, yeah. yeah we'll definitely get it in. Are you looking to extend that further, like outside of just with 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 Dave? Are you are you looking to extend it maybe into I mean, I don't, whatever, right? Any type of filming? Well, what yeah, I mean, looking, so so so. Well, right now, right, mm-hmm. I, I do I shoot videos. Right, right. I shoot, I shoot my own music videos. I shoot mm-hmm. videos for other people. I get hired by by like private chefs to to film their their work and stuff. So, okay. film work for me was something that I picked up during COVID because we had a lot of downtime. Right. So I figured, you know, I can't. I don't like wasting time. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So I was like, I gotta. I got to build a new craft. I got to create a new craft here. Sure. So that's, that's what I did. I was like, wait, for, for me now, it works out because like whenever I do these one takes and these freestyles, I don't got to pay anybody to film me anymore because I just do it myself. Mm. That's what I started thinking about how much stuff I can do myself now yeah, right? without true. having to pay other people. So it was, de- it was definitely worth it. Yeah. You know what I'm it was a great investment buying that camera, learning the different editing programs. And now I'm like, I use like three or four different editing programs, so I got a little bit efficient with it. What are you using? So initially I started using um, Final Cut, and then I started using Premiere, but now I'm using DaVinci, and I like DaVinci Resolve better than all of them. Really? Yeah, I do. It's easier. It's just easier to use, man. And it's industry standard, so like a lot of people, a lot of movie industries are using DaVinci Resolve now. Okay. So it's, it's industry standard, and for me it's just easy to use. Like I learned it so fast, and now I use it for everything. Nice. Is it is it a like a, a subscription base? No, no, it's free. They have a they have a, a premiere version, but I don't need it for what I do. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah, it's free. Whereas with Final Cut, you got to pay for that. It's like yeah. two fit three hundred yeah, whatever. Like bucks. And then Premiere is like a yearly just subscription. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I ain't yeah. all that shit, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, DaVinci Resolve, I'm telling you, it's perfect. You know what I'm saying? Somebody put me really? on to you. He's like, bro, just use DaVinci. I do. I did this video. He showed me the videos he made with it. Uh-huh. I was like, oh hell yeah, I'm gonna use that. And he was using the free version. Yeah, that's what I'm using the free that's version. Crazy. Yeah, I just put on somebody else that got into to film work. On division, he told me he's like, bro, this shit is easy and it's free. A, I need to cue the sad music. Yo, <laughs> DaVinci Resolve Seventeen, yo. I don't know if that's the main camera, but that's yo. That shit works wonders. You know what I'm saying? I can make anything on that. Anything. Man, that's good to know. Anything. That's good information, man. Yeah. You know, all the filmmakers out there, man. Yeah, and it's free. <laughs> hey, my my favorite word is free, man. If I can get quality shit free, I'm gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. right. And, and you know the the thing about it is, like you said, te- technology. It's just hard finding it because you hear the certain. You got to do a little you research. Hear, you hear the pro yeah. tools. The mm-hmm. um, you got to do a little you know bit of research. Yeah, stuff but it doesn't like even that. take that long to research, man. I'm telling you, man. Like YouTube is everything, man. Like I've learned so much, like just from YouTube tutorials, mm-hmm. and just what works best for my camera, like. Man, it, the knowledge is out there. That's yes. that's the one thing about nowadays. If you want to learn something, it is out there at your fingertips, and you can learn that shit very fast. You know what I'm saying? And you can turn it into some dollars. Yeah, yeah. So, what? Yes, sir. Go ahead. I was gonna say, what's 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 next, man? For 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 Penny the Great, man. Um, right now the show. I do have a solo album that I'm about I was to drop. Just gonna ask you yeah, about I do, that. I, was I do like, got a solo. 2020 album. was the yeah. last time you dropped a solo album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's actually titled yeah. "Penny for Your Thought," right? No, 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 no. "A Penny for Your Thoughts" was my first album I put out in 2009. So oh, I kind of okay. went back to back in the day okay. for, the, for this right. new show. Okay. So the last album I put out was called "Apex Predator." Okay. That was the last album, and that was in 2020. And um. So I got a new album right now called "Penny Thing Is Possible." I haven't, okay. Nice. I haven't put it out nice. yet. Nice. Okay. But um, man, it's 
in my opinion, some of my best work. You know okay. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I worked with one producer, um, this guy named Ends One. I don't know if y'all know who Ends One is, but he's an incredibly talented engineer and producer. Okay. And um, we recorded the whole thing at, at Deep Root Studio. I got a song with Emmett Dupree on there. I got, I got Mega Ran on the album. I got Smoke Dizzle on the album. Fire. You know what I'm saying? So um, there's only 10 songs on it. You know what I'm saying? So, it's perfect. But hey, that's man. why, I, man. And I love all ten of them. I could literally make a video for every song on 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 the project. That's dope. And I haven't I haven't actually decided on on a release date yet. I also got this album with Mega Ram, that's just incredibly creative. It's some of the best storytelling I've ever done. Okay. Because like I said, it's based on a on an anime that came out in the eighties. So like the music, the lyrics are about the show. Okay. And then the music, um, Slot Funk does produce the whole album. What he did was he took music from the show and chopped it, and so all the all the beats are. Samples from the show. Okay. So I hope we don't get sued, y'all. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but you know what, though? A lot of people love Mega Ran for what he does, so yeah. hopefully we won't. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, right, <laughs> so, right. Because yeah. he thought the same thing was going to happen with Capcom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And mm. they ended up saying, hey, you can use all of our shit if you want. And he was like, hell yeah. So we've been reaching out to them. We haven't got a response yet, but okay. we're still going to go forward with it. You know what I'm saying? So, I got I got a quick question for you, because yeah. you mentioned on both of those albums, um, you guys, you, you use one producer for both albums, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, two two different producers, but one for that one, one yeah. for the other one. Do you find that that because I've really been and we were just talking mm-hmm. about this, mm-hmm. I feel like lately that's been the way to go because I feel mm-hmm. like especially if you lock in with a dope producer who's mm-hmm. able to create different sounds and different vibes, you actually create more of a harmony in the whole See, project. Just a nail on head. Back in the day, when I first started telling people about that, when I when I was when I recorded my first album, my second album was going to be produced by one producer. Okay. The thing is, the only thing the only thing I would say that's kind of difficult about doing that is sometimes it takes more time to do that versus you going out to this producer. Let me get a beat from him, from him. Then you put them all together, mm-hmm. right? Right. But when you actually sit down and you make beats from scratch, I've learned. I've noticed. I get the best sounding stuff that way because mm-hmm. the, I put out an album in 2014 called You Can All Die Now. <laughs> and that album had beats from a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And um, it was cool, you know what I'm saying? And then even the, the last album I did, Apex Predator, that had beats from a lot of different people too. And I feel like the albums that I put out that were all produced by one person, they always sounded better. Mm-hmm. So I put out an album called Sophisticated Ignorance that was produced by um, Hexagon. Uh-huh. Shout and, out to Hex. And, and that album to me, it, it just sounds very musical because right. it was like, literally we would go into the studio and have nothing. And then I will beatbox something and he'll play it. And that's how we would build beats. And then while oh. he's building it, I'm writing. So that's how we would make songs. So I, I took that same approach on this album, um, Anything Is Possible. And um, but this time it was a little bit different because um the producer that I'm working with, he 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 plays a lot too. You know what I'm saying? So like it just made things a little bit easier musically. Okay. But yeah, working with one producer, I think you're gonna get the best out of both of you guys. You know what I'm right. saying? Because the producer he don't want you. He ain't gonna want you to put on no bullshit on his beats. Right, so he's gonna right. hold you to a higher standard. Right. Plus the beats that you're gonna be, you're gonna your ideas and thoughts are gonna be more on those beats because they're made for you. You know what right. I'm saying? So I think you get the best product that way. You know what I'm saying? And, and probably a better project overall, right? right. Like just yeah. the harmony across everything. Every harmony. Song. Yeah. The, That's what I feel was so great about yep. KD one, KD two. Magic was like, even though the beats were different, mm-hmm. the harmony was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because there's certain sounds that no matter what type of producer you are, it's like lost perception, right? He's got, no matter what beat he has, you hear that lost perception 
funk to it. You know it's what like I'm saying? A melody a little bit. It's just because I got I, I've, I've worked with him before too. Yeah. So yeah, there's always some melodic, some some melody something in there. there you know what yeah, I'm that yeah. you can tell. So yeah, that's dope. That's dope. What's what's the vibe of the album, man, bro? To be honest, it's real. I don't want to say. I'm gonna say current. It sounds real current. Okay, you know what I'm saying. The music's real current. Okay, you know what I'm dope. saying. Um, it, it's not a boom bap album. Okay, at all. But lyrically, I'm killing this shit. You know what I'm saying. Like I'm just like, I, I learned that when I rap a lot about my life and what's going on, I make the best music because a lot yeah. of I be having a lot of crazy shit going on in my life, bro. Like uh-huh. I don't know why, but it just is what it is. It's like a movie every day. So okay. like, instead of like I said, instead of before me trying to make topical songs like I'm gonna show you how good I can rap maybe lyrically like now I'm just making music based on what's going on around me Okay, and it comes out so it comes out real fast you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and, and it comes out very intricate you know what I'm saying I wish I could play out some records right now yeah I know, I know, right <laughs> but um, but yeah like it's the music is it sounds more current mm-hmm. but the flow is is to be honest it's kind of a dark album a little bit you know what I'm saying okay. I think I, I think over the last two years I've just been going through a lot so it just came out in the music Okay, but Everybody listens to it that I've let here. They're like, bro, you, you, this is it. This is the best stuff you've ever made. You know what I'm saying? Because it's so, it's to me, it's so real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's unapologetically real. You, you know what I mean? So has it been? Has it been? Um, and it's not that much profanity on it either. There's like maybe five cuss words in the whole album, but it's dark still. <laughs> Damn. And it wasn't. It wasn't something I even thought of either. After listening to it, after right. recording, like you just writing. Right. After I recording, and we're making radio edits. I'm like. Man, we don't really got a lot of stuff to edit here. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn. I'm like, all right. So to me, I think I just got to a different plateau. You know what I'm saying? We were talking about already the jump shot. Mm-hmm. My knees may not be that good, right, right. but this this pen, you know what I'm saying, right. is just getting nastier, in my okay. opinion. You know what I'm saying? I may not be able to jump that high no more. Okay. But this pen to tear you up. You know what I'm saying? I hear that. <laughs> I respect it. Um, two things. Um, have you found it? Uh, how how has it been like transitioning into um, the newer style sound um, first and foremost mm. and how has that affected your writing style mm-hmm. um, as you've as you've gotten more mature and that's do you question. think that's led to maybe having like you said, less profanity. Because I do notice mm. a lot of artists, as the older they get, the less Fs and the less, you know what I'm saying? It's more like, maturity, yeah. it's the maturity yeah. in their bars. You know what I mean? I'm, 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 that's a good question that you asked. So uh, one difference, right? So like a lot of times music now is, is cadence heavy. Yeah. So I think the way I approach songs now is instead of me thinking of lyrics first, I think of the the, the cadence first. So it was, mm-hmm. I'm listening to I'm like, na 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 I'm like, okay, that's the cadence I want to use, and I just fill in the words. So oh. that's a different approach than what I did before. Whereas I would hear a beat, and I'll just try to rap. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So now it's more. I want to do a little. I want to give you a little bit of a melody because it sounds better for your ears. Yeah, the melody is going to capture you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's more of a cadence versus first versus me actually writing the lyrics. You know okay. what I'm saying? And now sometimes I actually just I, I kind of write the chorus first now. First, okay. That's something I learned from being in music a while like people that I've been around some people that, that have been like kind of successful when it comes to making records and, and the first thing that they told me and I've heard this from multiple people is like you know one of the issues like giving me critiques and they're like I can tell that you write your verses before you write your chorus you said because the verses the chorus is is, is a little bit 
laid back and weak, whereas your verses are really strong. And he was like, mm. and to be honest, you need to make sure your choruses are really strong. And the choruses, like the verses should be basically like um, accent the um, the the verses. Well, the, the verses, verses should accent the, the chorus. Yeah, okay. yeah. And so that's kind of the way I've been pro- approaching, you know what I'm saying, music now. So that that's one thing that's different. And that's just something that you learn. I think Dr. Dre said that too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He was like, you know, your choruses are what sells records. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, every yeah. every major record you you remember most of the time is because of the, the chorus. Is yeah. the hook. Yeah. So and, 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 and as rappers and especially as dudes that are considered lyrical rappers, mm. you don't think that way. Mm-hmm. I go in the booth and spit like fifty bars, not even think about doing a hook. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm not making a song. That's not making a song. That's just rapping. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that's one thing as a rapper, you have to learn how to make songs. Yeah, that's one thing I can tell. That's a hard. That's a hard thing to do. The one thing that these kids. These younger generation, the one thing I give them their flowers for is because that's their focus yeah. is the songs. They yeah. don't like a lot of these guys. You're like, yeah, you could rap better than me, but my song, Shorty, know my chorus. Shorty, know my chorus. They can't recite all those lyrics you spitting. You know right. what I'm saying? So like, mm. that's that's one thing I credit these young young cats is that they've learned the art of just making a song. Some of these guys don't even you listen to some of them. Their verses be like eight bars. That's what. That's so that was true. gonna be my yeah. ne- that was gonna bars. be my next question. And then is, the rest of us is chorus. Yeah. With and, and specifically with this album, have you found yourself getting away from the traditional say, 16? Another eight? good, another good question. I'm glad you brought that up. So the record I did with Emmett, mm-hmm. right, was really long. My verses, I didn't even notice how long they were. You know okay. what I'm saying? Because the, the the subject matter of the song to me was very personal, so I had a lot to say. Okay. So then after this to it a whole bunch, letting other people hear, they're like, bro, this long, man, you need to cut this. So I cut them verses. And the song is geared more towards the chorus now okay. and it sounds to me it sounds just hearing it it sounds way better like okay. if I were to pay you to the one before you're like bro this song sounds like it's 90 years long you know what I'm saying right 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 so, so yeah that's one that's a that's a good thing that you brought up bro because a lot of people especially older artists that are really lyric he- heavy yeah 16 8 16 yeah, 8 you gotta, right, right right it might it might be 4 it might be 8 chorus chorus might be 16 like you, you don't know you know what I'm saying right. it's just you gotta be able to adapt man yeah. You have to be able to adapt. If you don't adapt, man, you're just going to sound, your music is going to sound dated. It is. So so one thing I'm going to tell, shout out to all the older rappers out there. Don't give up on your craft if that's your, if that's your thing. Don't give that up. But just learn how to learn how to adapt. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like like Bruce Lee said, be water. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Be, be water. Be Adapt to whatever situation you're in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't get caught up in that. I know a lot of guys that are older, man, and they sound like dinosaurs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. You don't got to be a dinosaur. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just because... Like I, I told you, you hear these old records, that doesn't necessarily mean they're better than these new records. It's just that that brings you to a nostalgic right. place. It brings you back right. to a spot. You know what I'm saying? That's now, true. obviously, there are some better quality music back then or whatever, but it's like you got to have an open mind and a different approach. Like, think about it when we was younger, right? Yeah. Our, our parents, why are you wearing them baggy-ass clothes right. and shit? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, they understand our music. Right. I don't, we don't need to turn into them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we got to keep it fluid. You know what I mean? I agree with you. I agree with fluid. you. And I think, and I think that's the one thing that we forget is that exactly at, at every point in music history, there's always trash music to the older generation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Always. The new stuff is always. Here's, what, here's the thing. Yeah. Your, <laughs> y'all some Jezebels. You know yeah. what I'm saying? How are you, like, you going to, how are you going to like, like install any kind of knowledge into somebody if you're totally closed minded to right. what they doing? Mm-hmm. You don't know what kind of struggle. Like you take somebody, a, a guy that, that raps still and he's 38, 39, right? You take mm-hmm. somebody who raps as 2021. 20, 
their struggles are totally different. Mm-hmm. 38, 39 year old probably has older kids that listen to the same music that this kid does, you know what I'm saying? And, right. and having all kinds, and this kid is just rapping about having fun, you know what I'm saying? Right. What were you doing when you was his age? Right. Having fun, having you know fun. what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to be open minded if you want to kick knowledge. If you want, if, our culture, bro, we're, I hate to use this, man, but our culture is a fatherless culture, you know what uh, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and, for sure. and, 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 us, the OGs in this music shit, we have to take a father fatherly role kind of a little bit, but we have to approach it with an open mind. You know what I'm saying? Right. Nobody gonna listen to you if you be like, man, what the hell y'all listen to? This shit trash. Bro, understand what they're going through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and like I said, what's happening in the streets is what happens in the music, bro. Mm-hmm. So you can't be like, I'm 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 a hip-hop artist or I'm a hip-hop guy and shit on these young cats because yeah. that's still hip-hop. They're just going through a different, it's a different era, different time. You know yeah, what I'm and, I, and you know, I think two things with that too, man, is like, on one, on one, on one hand, we had we had a guest on Dreddy Bravo, uh, young artist man from Memphis. Out here, he's out here though, mm-hmm. and good young brother. And he said something that, I mean, dropped a gem. And he said, when I, when I talk to my son, when I try to give game, I I, I do it from a standpoint of how would I have received it. Yeah. And I feel a lot of times we don't do that. You don't, know what I'm saying? We yeah. do it from the way that we did receive it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We, oh, how did you receive how it? Was told to me, you know what I'm saying? So even like, though I didn't like it at the time, I'm going to do it to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think the other thing with that is that because of that relationship, and like you said, the, the fatherless kind of relationship, hip-hop has always stayed in a certain vein, right? And stayed very, very young as far as yeah. the popular part of it. Exactly. And when you look at the rocks But you also got to remember, though, too, hip-hop is still... In, in the grand scheme of things, a young, very music, young. music art mm-hmm. form. It is like, yeah. like it didn't. The first hip hop record per se didn't come out to the late seventies. You yeah, know what I'm saying? True. Every other music art form has been around for, for years. years. Like, right. like we're barely get we barely got rappers now in their fifties. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so right. like, that's true. We're still young. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We're still young. The oldest rappers in our in our genre are in their fifties, maybe approaching sixty at right. the most. You right, know what right, I'm right. saying? So whereas you got. Dude, man, you got these old rockers rock yes. around 75, <laughs> 78. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them not even here no more. They're so yeah, old, right, you know? right, right. Yep. So, yeah, man, like it's a, it's a different art form, man. And you got to remember too, like the, the culture where it came from. So, the projects, the streets, that that culture didn't exist until the '60s. If you think about right, it, you know right. what I'm saying? None of that existed until the '60s. It took ten years for hip hop to be created out of that. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So. That's the other thing, man. It's it's a very young art form still. In in 15, 20 years, it's gonna be different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be sure. different. It's gonna be way different. Way different. Way different. Yeah. So like I don't know, man. I'm kind of scared a little bit to where, but but <laughs> I mean, humans are humans, bro. At the end of the day, everything recycles. It always yeah. does. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. And I think and I think you've already seen that in hip hop in general, right? Yeah, like oh, you have. You've seen the ebb and flow of mm-hmm. it, like where it's like, okay, we're going real, real hip hop, right? And then we're gonna go back to but that's always been the beauty of the Think about of it like this. Though. Think about it like this. Look how the guys rappers dressed like in the late seventies, early eighties. Mm-hmm. They dress like the kids do now. Right. Mm. They mm-hmm. do. Right. So at some point <laughs> People might start dressing like kids in the nineties. Yo, they might. Like yeah, they got the four XL. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They got the four XL uh, uh, Footlocker. Yes. You know, five for twenty on. You like know when what you mean? look at Grandmaster Flash and all them, how they dressed. People used to call them gay and all that stuff. Now they be like, man, look at these dudes. But that's how kids dress right, nowadays. Right. So it's like, bro, it all recycles. You know it what does. I'm saying? It, it recycles, and even a lot of the music now, a lot of it's sampled from the old hip hop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like. 
Yeah, they're already sampling stuff from the two. Some of it's like two thousands. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm right. And the Sam- funny thing is, some of these kids don't even know that. They, think they don't they even know. know her. No, no, no. No. What's this nigga record? Yeah, what are you that's, talking that's about, man? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy that we're saying that's Luda. We're saying Luda is old school. That's how time. That, but, well, you know what yeah. I mean? And Luda, yeah. to me, yeah. in my mind, has always been a newer rapper. Right. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where we at. Uh, that's where we at now, man. Crazy. Gotta so, accept uh, it. Uh, yeah, man, so you got the show, got the yeah. album. Anything else that you are uh, working on that you can speak on? Um... Some you yeah, know, so I got I got my some solo exclusive, uh, you know what I'm saying? So we, yeah, you know what I, mean? I got this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, basically that's it, man. I, I, okay. Both all three of those things are, are very time consuming. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like like sure. recording two albums, doing a show, a lot of this stuff is very time time consuming. You know, plus like I said, I'm shooting videos for people. I shoot videos, so I all of this keeps me like. It's kind of like my thing, you know, it keeps me going. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, without hip hop, I don't know what I would be. Yeah, you know what I'm I saying? So, like, it's not work to me per se. It's kind of like, I'm almost afraid. Like, I don't know if you ever heard this before, but like, I'm, I'm almost afraid to get to the point where I feel like, oh, I'm successful now because I love the grind. Mm, I love it, love man. Process, I love yeah. the process. You know what I'm saying? I love, That's a fact. I love creating. You know what I'm saying? You have to. Like, to me, the creative process is God. You know what I'm saying? I can't just, mm. I can't explain it anywhere. You know, I was talking about Rocky, you know, laying on the floor. That's God, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like us making all this shit is, is there's a man. Quincy Jones said this. He was like, "Boy, you making music." Quincy Jones was like, "You making music? You have to leave the door open a little bit for God to come in the studio That's too." That's a fact. You know what I'm saying that 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 extra un, untangible thing. Mm-hmm. You know how is this nigga that nice? How did y'all think of that? It's God, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. I mean, I don't know outside. That, I don't really have. That like I'm very my time is very consumed with all of that. You oh, know what I'm saying? That's good though. Um, I definitely want to. Well, I do got something I want to speak on. I okay. do got something I want to speak on. So, I, I'm I haven't fully fully went into this yet, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm lightweight kind of starting to manage an artist. Okay. So this is so, this okay. is another new venture. Nice. For me. Okay. Dope. So I don't know which direction I'm going with this yet, but he's very 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 talented. He's like Prince. He plays the guitar, he can oh, sing, nice. he plays the drums, plays That's the piano, fire. he can rap, he can engineer, he can produce. He's incredible. Okay. And he got street cred. You know what I'm saying? So like Jeez. And I've known him for a while. You know what I'm saying? He's been in prison for eight years and now he's out and now I'm trying to I'm trying to get his stuff going for him. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because he's a gift. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm gonna approach this yet. I'm still trying to get my managerial feet wet a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to other people who manage artists so that way they can give me some insight. Um that's pretty much what I did last week. I met up with other managers so that way they can give, I could pick their brain. Right. And I think they probably thought I was approaching them like, hey, can you manage me? I'm like, nah, man. I'm like, I need some help here. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. I so, need some advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm kind of taking that on. If y'all go, go to my Instagram, Penny the Great, at Penny the Great, um, I got a couple of videos of him in there. You know what I'm saying? This is me perf- like recording him at the studio and he does acoustic like he's just incredible you know what i'm saying so um y'all should peep that his name is del vegas he goes by boy genius but his name is del vegas you know what i'm saying okay. and he's an incredible incredible talent and i'm trying to i'm trying to get his shit the right way you know what i'm saying um so we'll see where that goes and when and when you do yeah you give us a ring yeah and we'll have him on yeah definitely yeah, you know what i'm saying sure. he has an incredible story you know what i'm yeah. saying and like the music just comes out of him. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like I said, if you go to my Instagram page, I mean, it just comes out of him. He just, he just makes up songs off the top of his head on his guitar That's dope. or on his piano. And, and it'd be some hood shit too. You know what I'm saying? It don't be like no, no, it'd be some hood shit. Yeah. yeah and then, but the kid's are very incredible. Okay. And um, hopefully I can make that. I, 
I really hope I can make it happen for him because yeah. I think that he, yeah. the world needs something like that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, so for sure. I'm a little bit nervous about that too. I feel like I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff I've never done before. But you know what they say, if you stay in the same spot, you're going to get the same results all the time. That's so I, I got to try to do other things in life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Like I really do. And um, that, that's where I'm at right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, say he's tapped into your Instagram so we can, yeah. you know, everybody else out there too. Yeah, so, so we can yeah. find out when the show's coming back. Cause yeah. I'm looking forward to So y'all tap in Pe- Penny show, the Great. Man. And remember the word the, it's spelled T-H-A, not T-H-E. So Penny the Great. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's on everything. That's on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, everywhere. Penny the Great the same way. Remember T-H-A, not T-H-E. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we'll, yeah. Right, we'll sprinkle it. It'll be down here in the yeah, details. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, y'all can click sure. the links and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, man, for coming oh, thank, on the show, man. We you. really I appreciate for it. Last time, man, but what happened was with Dave, he hit me up last minute, like, bro, I ain't got nobody to record. I'm like, oh, and then, and I said to him, yeah, and then I was like, oh, I forgot about this interview, and I felt bad because I'm no, very, good. No, I'm very punctual, good, man. man. I'm very punctual. When you said shit. Dave, I was like, all right, he get a pass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he had nobody to film this shit for him, and I was like. All right, let's go ahead and nah, do it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're yeah, good. yeah, we yeah. said Dave. I was like, all right, <laughs> that was crazy too. So, oh, I, I didn't even tell you this part. So, for that show, we now remember Dave lives downtown Phoenix. I live like in Scottsdale, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the show was over here at the stadium, right? right? We get there, and right when we get there, he's like, "Bro, I forgot our bands to get in." So we had to drive all the way back to his house on Seventh Street and Thomas, yeah. and drive all the way back to the stadium. Mm. Traffic, you know how traffic yeah. is, oh, mm-hmm. man, bro. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. crazy. It was shut down in like 10 different spots. Right. I, had to, I had to light up real quick. The 101. Drive, yo, because it was wild, man. Yeah, you got to relax, you know? Yeah. This, yeah, this way Arizona drives. Yeah. Anyways, thank you, man, again for coming on. Yeah, man. Man, we really appreciate you, brother. Man. Yeah, anytime, man. Anytime. Once I start putting out all these projects I'm working on, man, I'll definitely come back and talk about and talk about them and stuff, yeah. man. But tap in for sure. Yeah. For sure. I can't wait for y'all to hear some of this stuff. Oh, man. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait to tap in, too, man. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. Anyways, you guys stay safe. You guys stay positive out there. And as always, this is The Gray Space. Peace. Peace.